Well, I'm glad you're here today. You know, we had a great event last night. We had many volunteers here, and gosh, it was just good. It was a good event. And uh, I just want to say thanks to Michelle and all of her volunteers and her staff and uh, our staff that worked together. It was just really, uh, really good, solid outreach. And met many people here from the community. And uh, if you're a guest today here, even, we're glad you're here. We hope that uh, you'll come back again uh, because this is the best church you'll ever visit anyway. So just save your gas and time. Come on back. <laughs> well, uh, there are only 13 shopping days left until Christmas. How many of you are finished? And you are sick. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. But most of the first servers, honestly, three-fourths of them were finished. So y'all are way behind uh, them. But you know, Christmas shopping reminds me of the story of a man who brought his wife, bought his wife a huge diamond ring. And his friend said to him, hey, I thought she wanted one of those sporty four-wheel drive vehicles. And the man said, yep, that's what she wanted, but uh, uh, she did want that. But when, where am I going to find a fake four-wheeler? <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, we are continuing our series Uncluttered, and we're going to look at the clutter of crowds. Crowds are synonymous with Christmas. I'm sure that if you've been downtown or down by the mall, you notice that uh, uh, Spotsylvania Town Center and, uh, and Central Park and Route 3 are more cluttered than usual with cars, and, and very soon the airport. Uh, airports will be jammed with uh, travelers. Our homes are crowded with uh, decorations, with uh, presents uh, under the tree, and uh, parties that we may be having, and uh, Last night, as I said, our Christmas festival was a, had a huge crowd, and uh, the problem with crowds is Christmas, if, if we're not careful with the crowds, with Christmas, they can crowd Jesus right out of Christmas and right out of our lives. Uh, we can get caught up in the, we can get so caught up in the clutter of the crowds at Christmas that come December 26, we will wake up and realize that once again, we missed the Savior. Once again, we missed the point of Christmas. And because of that, there's an emptiness in our soul. You know, there's, there's just this emptiness in our soul, and we'll realize that, man, I had great hope and anticipation that Christ, that I would have this special moment with Christ this Christmas. Richard Foster wrote in his book, Celebrate, Celebration of Discipline, I recommend it, is a, he said, in contemporary society, our adversary, Satan, majors in three things, noise, hurry, and crowds. Our enemy, Satan, majors in three things, noise, hurry, and crowds. If he can keep us engaged, he said, in muchness and manyness, he will be really satisfied. At no time of the year is that more of a reality than Christmas. Could it be the crowds, uh, the shopping, the uh, persistent bell ring and the music playing and the increased number of, of activities, the fast-paced lifestyles are simply a scheme at Christmas time of Satan to keep our lives so cluttered that we miss the Savior. Many years ago, a very wealthy European family uh, held the christening of their child. And lots of guests were invited to their home and, uh, for the occasion. And they arrived in their big cars and wearing their high-style fashions. And their jackets and coats were carried to a bedroom and laid on the bed. 
on the beds. And after the appetizer and the usual conversation and all the commotion and noise, they were ready for the christening ceremony. And someone said, where's the baby? Uh, And the nanny ran upstairs to look and she returned several minutes later. She was frantic and she said, the baby is nowhere to be found. And someone remembered that the child had uh, last been seen uh, lying on uh, one of the beds. and, And after a frantic search, the little child was found, smothered under the, clo- uh, under the clutter of the coats and jackets on the bed of the guest. You see, the main reason why they had come had been forgotten. The main reason they had come had been neglected and, and nearly destroyed. You see, the clutter of crowds has a tendency to do that. It has a tendency, if we're not careful, to smother Jesus right out of Christmas. He more often than not is forgotten and neglected. And, and, and many times if we're not careful, we betray him during the most, one of the most sacred holidays, the celebration of his birth. But when we reflect on the Christmas of today, the, uh, today, it's not much different than the birth of Jesus as described in Luke chapter 2. And, and if you've not read Luke uh, chapter 2, the story of his birth, we're just going to look at one verse today, and it's a very telling verse. It, it's, a, it's a very relevant, I think, verse uh, for us today, for our society, and, and, and for our culture. Listen to what it says. And she, Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in in uh, cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Yes, you see, Christmas came to Bethlehem, but almost everyone there missed it because of the clutter of the crowds. You see, Bethlehem, I believe, uh, uh, was uh, as much like today, uh, Bethlehem uh, was... You see, was as much like today as the people were there, are today. The people there were as much like we are today. Uh, they were overwhelmed with life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's uh, my uh, jet lag kicking in. <laughs> uh, but we're overwhelmed, aren't we? we uh, they too were overwhelmed with bills, kids, work, taxes. Uh, then out of nowhere comes this unexpected census, which meant that the tiny village was suddenly crowded to the gill, and they, had, they were unprepared for the flood of people. And then the demands that uh, that brought on them, the food, the water, and the, and the lodging, uh, it must have stretched people to the max. Much like Christmas, it stretches us to the max in all of our Christmas preparations, Even today, on Christmas Eve, Bethlehem is filled with tens of thousands of tourists celebrating the birth of Jesus at his birthplace. And in the clutter of crowds, the Bible says, Mary brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger. Why is that? Because the inn was cluttered with the crowds. You see... This was the coming of God into our world. This was the coming of God into our world with flesh on uh, to redeem us, to save us uh, in in the midst of our troubles, in the midst of our sorrows, and in the midst of our lost condition. Here's the God of the universe, the King of kings, coming down to earth with skin on to move right into our lives. He came to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us. But when he came to this world, the world was 
too crowded for him. There was no place for him in the end. He's the living God coming to us with skin on. You'd think they would have been that he would have been born in a palace with all the uh, the uh, all the frills that go along with, but not so. Just a stable, just a dirty stable feeding trough for animals. Why? Too crowded. It was too crowded. Much like today, too crowded, so he was shoved to the side. There was too much going on. And he was pushed to the side to a stable. Think about that for a moment. The coming, here is God coming down to redeem us. God coming down to save us. And yet he's crowded out and he's pushed aside into a dirty stable. When Christ was born into the world, he was crowded out. Fast forward 2,000 and some years, and in our culture, in our community, in our church, there's no room for him because of the clutter of the crowds. So if that's the case, what are we going to do about it this year? What are we going to do to unclutter our lives of the noise, of the hustle and bustle of the crowds? What can we do to prevent the clutter of the crowds not crowding Christ out of our Christmas this year? There are three things. First of all, I think it will help us if we'll be still. If we'll be still. You know, Christmas by its very nature. I don't know about you, but every year at Christmas, I have this anticipation that God's going to come in, in a really special way into my home and into my life and into my family. And I just got that, I get this little uh, chicken skin kind of thing, you know, and, and I just feel like every year that God's going to have, have a special moment with God because it's Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. And every year I think he's going to, I have this anticipation of God. And yet if we don't take the time to be still before we know it, before we know it, you know, it might be 13 days until Christmas, but before we know it, it's going to pass us by. Before we know it, it's going to be all over and we'll be putting the Christmas decorations back and we'll miss the beauty. We'll miss the beauty of the season. We'll miss the beauty of Christ coming, Emmanuel, to be with us and live in us and be born in our hearts. So this year, take some time to get away. Take some time to get away from the clutter and the hustle and the bustle and unclutter your Christmas by just being still. Sit for a while. Just this Christmas, just sit for a while. Linger for a moment. Tarry in his presence. Ponder it. Ponder his presence. Wait for him and his arrival. Behold his love. Behold his beauty. And, and I believe if we do that, we will enjoy his peace in the midst of all the running around, all the activities and the pushing and the shoving and looking for the best deal. And we'll find peace in the midst of the traffic and the clutter of the crowds been suffering this week like never before with jet lag. I've been many places and traveled internationally, but never came back. I've never come back feeling so jet lagged my whole life as I have uh, from India. A ten and a half hours time difference, and they say it takes ten and a half days to unjet lag yourself. <laughs> and, uh, 
And so I've been like uh, about 5.30. I remember last night, but every night since I've been home, about 5.30, I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm going to I can't stay awake. And I do everything I can to stay awake, and I go home, and, and I hit the chair, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to stay awake. And about 10 o'clock, boom, I crash. And I go to bed, and every night, wake up somewhere between 3 and 5 o'clock, wide awake and ready to go. And I lay there and tumble, try to go back to sleep, pray, that doesn't work, nothing. And so one morning, I got out of bed really early, and I came over to the church, and I thought, I'd just come over to church, work on my message. What you used to lay here? And I come up to the door, and there's this bag of mittens tied to the door. I thought, oh, no, I hope that's not a bomb on the door. <laughs> and, and anyway, I come in, and the Christmas tree lights are on. I know we got strict orders not to, don't unplug the Christmas tree. Because if you unplug it, the lights start twinkling when you plug it back in. You know, we're too dumb these days to work Christmas lights. <laughs> we used to just plug them in, you know. And if bulb go bad, we put a new one in. Uh, but anyway, all the Christmas decorations were on. And I love sitting out there in those two chairs. They're not there on Sundays because of the donuts, but there's two chairs that sit out there. And I love sitting in that chair just any time during the day. But that morning, I don't know, it was 5.30, 6 o'clock, and the church was so quiet. It was beautiful in here. And I decided to linger for a while because I usually run right into my office, uh, you know, I, I, and jump on my computer and begin to do whatever I'm going to do for the day. But that morning, I decided to linger by the tree and just sit there and wait. And I got to tell you, the presence of the Lord came on me like, wow, this is what it's about. This is what Christmas is about. It's not about another message. It's not about the hustle and bustle. It's about being in the presence of God. And folks, we can't be in the presence of God and experience his presence when we don't take time to be still. We've got to find that time to be still in God's presence so that this year our anticipation of what Christmas can be will be. I want to challenge you to take a moment each day and stay and wait and be still. You see, God will show up, and then Christmas will happen in your heart like you've always anticipated that will happen in your life. The psalmist David said, be still and know that I am God. You know, my dad used to say to me, this just popped in my head, he's a mechanic, and he's worked on my cars all my life, and when I was a teenager, I'd say, Dad, when are you going to fix the brakes on my car? And he'd say, well, buddy, I can't tie myself on the side of the hood and change your brakes while you're running up and down the road. You know, you got to stop so I can do the breaks. And if we want to be in the presence of God, we got to stop. And we got to be still. And we got to be in the, allow God to be, be in God's presence. You see, allow Jesus to come. Allow him to fill your heart. Allow him to be Emmanuel, God with you. And if you do, this will mean that you need to deliberately choose to stop, to wait, to push back, and to be still. Next, find a quiet Find a place of quiet. You know, I don't know, but Christmas just comes wrapped up with a lot of noise. I mean, you know, you know, we sing those songs about it being a, you know, quiet and silent night and all that. But Christmas, at least ever since I've moved to Woodbridge and moved down here, it's just been like, you know, like never before. It's just wrapped with a lot of noise and activity. It's everywhere. There's music playing, there's bells ringing, there's people talking, there's kids screaming, there's laughter, there's horns blowing, there's tempers flaring. Where there are crowds, there are noise. There's noise and chaos. And the only way around the noise of the crowds is to find a place of quiet. 
which by the way is not always a physical place. In fact, many times when we need the quietness the most is we can't get away from it because we're stuck in the crowds. Stuck in the crowd at the mall, stuck in the crowd at the office, stuck in the crowd here or there, at school or wherever. And we can't get away from the clutter. A quiet place may only be that place in your heart where you escape to, that you know, that you just know that you're in the presence of God, a, a place of silence, a place of peace and quiet. Even though there may be a storm raging around you, there's still that place where there's quiet and peace. Country music star Travis Tritt, he spent many years playing in what we called, in Kieseltown, we called them beer joints. They call them bars, but we, you know, going over to the beer joint. But anyway, I never went over to the beer joint. <laughs> Only a couple times. Richard's just getting out of the beer joint and he's coming in. <laughs> just kidding, Richard. <Rick. laughs> but Travis, <laughs> Travis Tritt, he spent a lot of times uh, in beer joints uh, to, before he made it big in the music industry. And he said that many places that he sang in were dangerous places. He said, uh, with drunk fans starting fights over petty things. And, you know, crowds can easily get out of hand and, and, and turn nasty into nasty mobs, uh, even at Christmas at the mall. But Trent said that he found an unusual way to keep peace when the crowds got out of hand. He said he would just simply sing Silent Night. He said Silent Night proved to be his all-time lifesaver. He said, just when the bar fight started getting out of hand, when bikers were reaching for their uh, pool, pool cues and, and rednecks were heading for the gun rack, he said, I'd just simply start playing Silent Night. And he said that it could be the middle of July. He said he didn't care. And sometimes he said the people would even start crying. And they would stand in silence just watching. So they watched me sweat and play Christmas carols. Find the time, find the time, if you can, the place to enjoy the silence, the calmness, the peace this Christmas. Let's do that right now. Can we just push aside for a moment what we got to get done today, what we got to get done for Christmas? You know, we just get, 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 get past the fact that the, that the Giants will beat the Cowboys today. Just get by that. <laughs> John, just forget it, Bobby. Where you at back there? <laughs> Just push about, really, seriously, by the clutter and the noise just for a moment. And I'll shut up. And just listen and be still. Listen for the quiet, still voice of God. Silent night.
Isn't it great just to be in the presence of God? And that's just a great, great song of peace and, and tranquility and the nearness of God. It's okay. Thank you. So just find a place of quiet. Finally, to unclutter, be compassionate. Just be compassionate. After all, isn't that what Christmas is all about? I mean, God, in his compassion for us, he sent his son in the middle of a crowded village in a stable as a baby to save me and to save you and I from our sins. <clears throat> if you follow Jesus' life, he spent his entire life showing compassion among the crowd, healing the lame, making the deaf hear, the blind see. Forgiving those who felt like they were the outcasts. You see, God in his compassion has spent his, spent his entire ministry showing compassion among the crowds. The Bible tells us that when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. There, there are so many in the crowds uh, uh, that they were hurting and in so many ways they were helpless. They were lacking someone in their life to lead them down the path the right path. If Jesus were here today, I believe in the crowds at the Spotsylvania Town Center or he was over in Central Park or on Caroline Street, he, he, he would see among the crowds of people the hurting. He would see the lost. He would see the down and out. He would see the up and out. And people just like you and I trying to do life the best they can, the best they knew how. By people in need, I don't mean by needs of financial needs or physical needs, but there are people who are living their life and they're just lost. No hope. They think that a tree full of gifts is going to make a difference in their life. They don't have a clue and they, and they have no one in their life to show them the love and compassion. They have no one in their life to show them Jesus. You see, Jesus was filled with compassion when he saw the needs. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can become so absorbed, absorbed in my own struggle to do life and to get by that I don't see the needs of the crowd. So today I want to challenge us, you and I, to unclutter our Christmas by showing compassion to those in the crowd. Share a smile. Man, I, I tell you, nothing is more encouraging to some people than a smile. That's what I love about the people in India. They would give you a big smile when you felt like, oh, I can't do this. And they would smile and put more food on your plate. 
and <laughs> hot food. Uh, <laughs> but just share a smile. Show some kindness. Show some kindness with a handshake, a pat on the back. Buy coffee for the person behind you at Starbucks. Share the story of Jesus with somebody, the story of Christmas. Let someone in front of you in traffic. Buy a gift for a child in need. Ring the salvation bell. Invite someone in the crowd to Christmas Eve. You have a card in your program today, and it's our Christmas service times, and just hand that to people. Share that in the crowd. You know, people will come to Christmas Eve. They say that it's still Christmas Eve and Easter are still the time when people don't go to church that they'll still come to church. And we got a great Christmas Eve service planned. Let's be Jesus and show compassion to those in the crowd, to those who just need a lift, to those who just need somebody that loves Jesus to love them in spite of them. And that crowd that needs compassion might be sitting at your dinner table this Christmas. That, that family person that just unclutter your Christmas by showing compassion to the crowds. You see, Christmas, as we said earlier, is about God living in human flesh and God Emmanuel, God with us. And that same God lives within us, allowing us to live. Will you hear the message of Jesus, the message that Jesus has for you this Christmas if you're anticipating God and something special this Christmas? Will you stop long enough to be still, to listen to God? Will you find a place of quiet away from the crowds, a place that God can break through the clutter and allow you to sense his presence and hear his voice in your life? Will you determine to live compassionately in the middle of the crowds. I believe if we'll do that, our Christmas will be uncluttered and it will be the best Christmas you've ever experienced in your lifetime. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you right now for your presence here, Lord. We sense you here in a real and wonderful way. We thank you today, Lord, for Christmas. Lord, we thank you that you came to us to redeem us, to save us, God, to give us a second chance in life. Father, you came and you sought us out and you still come to seek us out, Lord. And Lord, I, I just pray today that, God, that you would help us as your people, if we're believers in Christ, that you will help us to find a time to be still in a place of quiet. And God, will you help us to be compassionate to those in the crowd. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed right now, I just want to challenge you, challenge myself to make a commitment this morning, to make a commitment to be still, to find a quiet place, and to be compassionate. Just, you'll make a, you'll make a commitment this morning for 13 more days for 13 more days. To be still and quiet and compassionate. With all of our heads bowed, all of our eyes closed. If you'll just, if you'll just raise your hand and you'll say, you know what, I'm gonna make a commitment. And I'm gonna pray for you after you raise your hand. You'll make a commitment to discipline yourself, to be still, to be quiet and compassionate. 
If that's you this morning, would you just simply slip up your hand and say, I will do that. I want to do that. I anticipate that God's going to do something in my life. Thank you. Father, I praise you and thank you for every person this morning that raised their hand. I pray, God, that you will remind us daily, Lord, that something we'll just, we'll remember. I need to be still sometime today. I need to find a quiet place to be still. And I, and I need to be compassionate to my coworker, my sister, my husband, my wife. The crowd at the mall. Someone at church. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. And maybe you're here this morning and you've never experienced Jesus Christ. You've never allowed him to take birth in your life. You don't have a personal relationship with him. And you'd like to experience the saving, wonderful grace of Jesus Christ in your life. You'd like to experience God at Christmas. Emmanuel, God with you. If that's you today, with all of our heads bowed, just pray and invite Jesus Christ into your life. Just invite him in to be your savior. Just say, Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my savior. I believe in you, Jesus. Those that believe upon the name of Jesus Christ shall be saved. Don't put it off another day, another Christmas. You say, is that all? Yeah, basically that's it. If we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, the Bible says, we shall be saved. If that's you today, I encourage you to stop by the table out in the foyer. There will be a pastor there who wants to share a gift with you. If you prayed that prayer today. I don't know, just got a sense that there's some people in here today that are hurting going through a difficult time and you just would like for us to pray for you this morning if that's you with all of our heads bowed you say buddy I am Christmas is tough for me I'm having a tough time will you pray for me this morning would you acknowledge to God your need and just slip up your hand anybody like that I had a sense of that this morning God I pray in the name of Jesus that God, you would wrap your loving arms of love and care around each person here today, those that are hurting God. I pray that you would just crawl in there beside of them, Lord. I'm a father, daddy, and just minister mightily to them, Lord. I pray, God, the peace of God would fall on their life, and God, you would give them the strength and the courage to face the difficult days, the difficult times, the difficult family members, whatever it may be, oh God. I just pray healing and hope in each of their lives. And we give you praise in Jesus' name.